Hi, this is Billy West. Or Stimson J. Cat. Or Lynn Hart. Shut up, you fool! And I'm Dr. Zoidberg. And I'm saying hello with Professor Hubert Farnsworth and your Captain Zap Brannigan. You're listening to Two Broke Geeks. Joy! Come on, vengeance. Let's get into some trouble. Okay, so that's my turn. Which one of you dumb sister fucking tiki torch carrying sloth from the Goonies looking pieces of shit wants to go next? For those of you waiting for the connecting flight to South Park, Colorado, my colleagues and I have just been informed that due to the severity of the COVID variant in that town, there may be a delay of another 40 to 50 years. Oh shit, we're back. Help yourself to all the lube gum. Why is it on fire? I spiked the lube. Yeah, Rick spiked the lube. Jump in the pool, jump in the pool. I spiked the pool too. Oh, we're back, baby. Yeah. Yeah, it's two broke geeks. I'm Matt. I'm Justin. Yeah, and we uh we, we took a little bit a teeny bit of time off for Justin to get moved and settled in his new home and, and yep. now we're back here and Justin is uh all officially uh uh a a, spo- a card carrying member of of MAGA and uh he hates uh Mexicans and gay people now. Uh that's the law in Texas. That's the law in Texas. Give me fucking law. Yeah. There's a fly in my soup. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. What? There's a bee in here. I got it. Yeah. Oh shit. We're chaos already. Um it's it's been a while. Yeah, it has. Um well, I guess what I'll talk about real quick first, since you never actually went and saw it, uh, and neither apparently did anybody else, based on the box office numbers, is uh, I did see The Flash, and um, I actually really liked it, so it's uh, it's pretty sucky that uh, a lot of other people did not. It's, it's so interesting, because I'll end up seeing it at some point, but... I don't know. Like, I haven't really been in Like, I don't know. Going by like what, like, like you are very much. You and like two others are people I know who have seen it and loved it. Everyone else, see, I I know quite a few people actually that do like it. So interesting, interesting. Well, Mm -hmm. go ahead and talk about it. You can spoil it for me. It's all right. I already know about the. Nicholas Cage Superman bits. Yeah, um I don't know. I really liked it. I thought um uh Ezra Miller, I thought they did better in this movie than they did in either one of the Justice League films. Like I I thought at least as of course they play two different versions of Barry and uh I got hang on. I had two earbuds in and these are noise canceling earbuds and my own voice wasn't coming through. So I couldn't oh, yeah. tell Yeah, Well, I couldn't tell if I was 
I probably was yelling because they were noisy. No, nah, you weren't yelling. So, oh, okay. It just I my vo- my own voice. I was like, I can't tell. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I'll. <laughs> it's so weird. The flash is so good. <laughs> yeah, when when you're wearing noise canceling earbuds and you're like, I couldn't hear my own mic. It's not it's not set up that way for me to be able to hear myself through my mic. So all of a sudden, I'm like, I can't really hear myself. I don't know if I'm yelling or not. Anyway, um. Yeah, so I, I enjoyed uh, Ezra Miller in this one more. Um, probably still not like my ideal version of The Flash when it comes to like how I'd like to see The Flash portrayed, but you know, I'm not going to complain too much. Uh, the speed effects were really, really good. Uh, the, the opening scene of the movie is really awesome. Uh, because Barry shows up at a restaurant to get a sandwich for breakfast and gets a call from Alfred that Batman needs help. And so he runs all the way to Gotham while his sandwich is being made. Yeah. Um, And there's this amazing scene where there's a hospital collapsing and an entire... uh, ward of babies and a nurse fall out a very tall window while the uh hospital's collapsing and there's this thing where in air the flash runs up hops from piece of debris to piece of debris saving babies does this whole thing where he then goes and helps batman catch the bad guys runs all the way back to Central City. And we found out that the whole first like 10, 15 minutes of the movie uh, took place in about seven minutes because The Flash had done all of that in seven minutes. But most of what we had watched was from Barry's point of view. And when Barry is going fast, everything else, of course, is going slow. Yeah. So, it, it, that was really cool. Um, all the cameos were really cool. A lot of people bitched about, um, the special effects. Um, I didn't have a problem. I realized most of it was an artistic choice because when Barry is going super fast, everything looks weird. And that's why a lot of the effects in the movie look weird is because we're supposed to see them from Barry's point of view. Uh, there was one really bad face swap with Ezra Miller's face on their stand-in when they are playing Barry in the same scene. Yeah. So there's two Barrys in one scene. And for most of the movie, you would have just thought it was Ezra Miller and their twin Ezra Miller. Like, that's how good it was. There was one scene, just one, where I went, oh, wow, that needed uh, another pass. <laughs> um Michael Keaton obviously was really good. And Sasha Kaye as Supergirl, unfortunately, didn't get much to do. Uh, but she was okay. And audiences didn't care. Nobody went and saw it. In fact, I saw that in its third weekend, it's being bumped out of close to 2,000 theaters. Yeah, and last I read, it's right now on track to lose Warner Brothers over $200 million. Yeah, something like the most money they've ever lost on something. Yeah. 
They spent too much on it. Um, they, they spent too much problem. on it, and as much as Ezra is trying to make some sort of amends, I think the damage was too far gone for a lot of people to be like. I no. think there's a lot. Of, I think there's a lot of factors. I think. I think I um, didn't uh, plan for. <laughs> Holy shit! Bless you. Uh, thank you. Um, I don't think I. Uh, I think I underestimated uh, Ezra Miller's bad publicity's effect on the movie. I think I overestimated Michael Keaton coming back. Um, I think everybody did. Um, I think people didn't. I think it's a whole mix of things. I think people didn't care. Uh, about the flash in general because they didn't like justice league or batman v superman uh i think people didn't care because the news got out that new things are coming down the line uh and it only got a b cinema score which cinema score is weird if a movie gets a b that by cinema score standards isn't good like it means people went eh it was eh and so then that leads to bad word of mouth, which so I think this was like a perfect storm of bad things for this movie, despite how hard WB tried. Yeah. Plus, there's no I mean, late night right now. Yo, there's, there's no, no talk what? shows going on. Oh. There's no late oh, yeah. night talk shows because of the WGA strike. So there was no traditional publicity push for this movie yeah. either. You know, they could have gone to the view. <laughs> yeah, they could have. Um but yeah, so R.I.P. to the Flash. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll go. I'll probably I will be seeing it at some point. But yeah, it's just been the also the timings around here for it playing are were so bizarre because it really mm-hmm. did just get bumped. But also it got bumped in favor of Wes Anderson's uh, Asteroid City. Um, That's odd. <laughs> like of the theater I'm working at now, only has like four four screens didn't even mm-hmm. bother with the flash it, it's um yeah it was mainly like what were the four films like two mainstream films and then two low budget like films um it's been a bad few weeks for box office like flash really did bad elemental really did bad that's not surprising um no and uh, this weekend, the projections for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny are not good. So, which we might as well talk about that because yeah, that movie rocked. <laughs> it was awesome. The problem yeah. is, it would it would have its box office would be okay if it wasn't being reported that Disney spent three hundred million dollars on it. Yeah, the 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 fucking credits was half visual artists. It's nuts how much they spent on that movie. Yeah, like I, like, I had, granted the visual effects were good. Like the the whole what the first 20, 15, 20 minutes of the movie was all de-aged Harrison Ford and de-aged yeah. Mads Mikkelsen and de-aged Toby Jones. <laughs> like, and they all looked really good. There was like maybe two shots where Indiana Jones looked bad and the rest yeah. of them were like, holy shit, that's Harrison Ford in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was so insane because like my buddy and I watched it last night and 
like we're going through the credits and we're like holy shit like all the mm-hmm. different visual uh, <laughs> artists like from plus obviously five, five the whole six. yeah plus obviously the whole ending scene of the film or almost any the the climactic uh going back in time scene yeah. set in ancient uh italy was also which, all visual effects but which uh i thought that i thought that part was going to make me hate the film honestly because hmm. i kind of well the, it was great it was super great as it turned out but the lead up into it mm-hmm. like i kind of like the for some reason with Angel, i never saw uh crystal skull never saw that one um but with all the other ones it was always like a slight hint of mysticism mm-hmm. um like it wasn't like overbearing like the ghosts in temple of do du- crystal uh, skull race. has a full-out alien and uh flying saucer taking off out of the ground and shooting yeah. into another dimension which is but... possibly why i didn't watch that movie but, it's got a worse like, reputation. I but I'm an easy lay when it comes to Indiana Jones. I think Crystal Skull is unfairly maligned. Like it's yeah. not the best, but it's not a bad. I don't think it's a bad movie, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but like I thought, like the I I was like I thought they were just gonna like hint at them going back in time, kind of mm-hmm. deal. But then they go straight forward. I'm like I don't know. And then I got into it. I'm like oh no, this actually works really well. <laughs> it really did. I I was kind of a little bit skeptical uh of it as well but no i ended up really liking it here's a thought i had more than once during the movie though um if i was an actor like i know it's a role and everything i would feel so icky putting on a nazi uniform (laughs) like (laughs) actors that get dressed up because they have to play nazis like the disconnect there the professionalism of the di- i would be like ew i'm not putting that on that's well, gross con- considering i did a play where i had to wear a kkk outfit like yeah. like i could definitely understand that uh, yeah. for those wondering i was a person who infiltrated the kkk to trick them into thinking that everything they did is shit but yeah. Just, just to clarify, I was not like a member. <laughs> well, no, but you just said you were in something. Yeah, you had to wear a K. You didn't say you put on a KKK outfit for fun. <laughs> yeah, but I had to. I had to. I clarify. mean, now that you moved to yeah. Texas, it's the law. God you have damn it! Yeah, KKK yes. outfit in public, but um, <laughs> no, it's um, just, to me. There's an there would be an ick factor of being like. Oh, I'm in a Nazi uniform. People are yeah. going to see me in this. <laughs> They're going to ask questions. My family's going to wonder about me. <sighs> like I I I get it though. They're just the they're they're more professional than I am. It's their job to dress up like that and play a part. But yeah, but also well, the thing I just love about this is like so much they really did focus on the fact it it like yeah, there was DH. It was definitely a different guy as DH Harrison Ford for the mm. first twenty-ish minutes, but then to have it actually like progress and actually have Harrison Ford like show an aging character, not mm-hmm. able to do the same stuff he used to do all the time, like actually Absolutely. watching this character like grow into his role and like 
be like, I don't want to do this anymore, but one more adventure kind of deal. Well, even because like, uh, when I told Leanne last night, she's like, what are you going to go see? I said, I'm going to see Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And she goes, oh, my God, he's still making those movies. <laughs> and then when I got home, she was like, how was it? I'm like, it's good. And uh, we were watching Shrinking, which Harrison Ford is in. And she goes, so Harrison Ford, like he looked as old as he did in that Shrinking show, right? I'm like, well, yeah, but that's kind of the plot of the movie is he is a retired old man and the only reason he goes out indiana jonesing again is because he's pulled into it against his will like yeah he gets framed for murder and also has to go protect somebody that he cares about like it's not that he's and they lean into because most of his action scenes are actually him driving or riding a horse. Yeah. Phoebe Waller Bridge does most of like the action action stuff, like the punching people and the going between the cars and all that stuff, which she was awesome in. This. She was so fucking good. Um not that I think it would happen, but like I would watch her character get a spin-off movie. I honestly with the way they ended it it's possible they could go that route. Yeah, probably if the movie made enough money, I don't think it's gonna. Well, also, I just think this was a good send-off for Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. Like, it had yeah. a very beautiful ending. Um, that That's the other thing. The cameos in this from the series, like... Mm -hmm. Well, I was did, worried because you never yeah. saw Crystal Skull. I was a little worried at the beginning of this film because actually Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is a really good closure, happy ending for Indy. Yeah. Because at the end, he marries Marion uh, Ravenwood <clears throat> and he has his son who is Mutt, Shia LaBeouf. You know, the, the son he never knew he had. And he, right. you know, at the end, he, he marries the love of his life and gets a chance to go on and and uh get to know his son that he didn't know he had which is a nice ending and then at the beginning of this movie uh we find out uh mutt has died in the war uh the vietnam war and he is getting divorced from marion because she couldn't handle the grief of their son dying yeah and i'm like oh that's a oh i had the feeling of Oh no, you're le you you undid Indiana Jones happy ending. Kind of like um fans were upset. Uh they did the same thing to Han Solo by the way, where Han yeah. Solo and Princess Leia have a good ending and then at the beginning of the they the ripped it apart. Trilogy, they're they've grown apart. Um and I was real worried about that, but then the the reconciliation at the end presumably that there she's come back and she's like, I, 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 I don't want to get divorced after presumably they're not going to get divorced after all. Um, well, I was like, it's just <clears throat> that whole bit's just so sad at the end because like they're in, they're in Sicily and then in like 1893 or whatever, or two, oh, like a thousand years ago, um, yeah, 2000 years ago, it's 2000 years ago. It's like third century BC. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'll die here. Like, I want to stay mm -hmm. here. And he's forced to like, to go, he's forced back. And he's just like, I no, keep going. 
Yeah, I was just saying, and then he's just like, no, because like I lost because the basically is just him being like, I lost everything. Mm-hmm. I lost my son. I lost the love of my life. Who am I supposed? And because in up until recently with his with Phoebe, like mm-hmm. being very much like didn't know she was like out and about doing. So he's like, who do I have left to care about in this world? Well, that's only after they come back. Yeah. to The 1960. But I actually. um when he kind of resigned himself to die there in the past, I thought that would have been a really good ending. Like I, I, I'm, I, I'm ultimately happier with the ending they went with. But if she had left him there, because he was, uh, overjoyed to be there, he even said it. Yeah. Like I'm watching actual history. This is all I've ever wanted my entire life like this is my life is thinking about this stuff i could die here watching it i was okay with that idea actually like ultimately i'm glad she brought him back to make up with marion but i would have been perfectly happy if he had died there watching history unfold before him this next the spinoff movie is she goes to find his grave like there's like a whole grave scene where it's like oh we found Archimedes grave and there's Indiana Jones hat in there with it I did wonder about that just a teeny tiny bit because she doesn't leave him there because he could muck up history lady there is an entire airplane on an ancient beach (laughs) well it already happened right but then I'm thinking to myself how did nobody find that yeah (laughs) like if it's been there the entire time how did no archaeologists find it yeah so like archimedes did really well at being like no we gotta hide this (laughs) Mm -hmm. i did like the part where uh they're heading into the time rift and mads mickelson's character thinks they're going back to just before germany invaded poland and Indiana Jones starts to laugh and he goes, yeah. continental drift. You are going to the wrong time. I don't know where you're going, <laughs> but it's not Poland in 1929 or 1929. Yeah. <laughs> Archimedes didn't know about continental drift. He couldn't have. It hadn't yeah. been discovered yet. You're going somewhere, but it's not where you think you are. Man. <laughs> The quips in this movie were just so funny. Like, mm-hmm. we burst out laughing in the theater, like, a little bit earlier in that, where, like, uh, Harrison Ford's being forced on the plane, and, like, Mads Mikkelsen makes a joke, and, and Harrison Ford just goes, you're German, don't try and be funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, I don't know. I liked that Antonio Banderas showed up in this. I didn't. You know, it's uh, I guess since it's a James Mangold movie, I probably should have expected somebody like Antonia Banderas. But um, yeah, overall, I just thought it was a really good time at the movies. And yeah, people in my audience, movie. people in my audience really seem to enjoy. I mean, it wasn't a very full theater, but people seem to enjoy it. They like clapped and stuff at the end. People had a good same time with, watching it. Yeah, same with us. You know, um, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Go out and see yeah. it good um and i can't 
I can't overstate how much I, cause I, I liked Phoebe Waller-Bridge from uh, Fleabag and from this show I watched called Run. Uh, she was also in the second season of Russian Doll, but I had never, uh, she was in Killing Eve, I think. Um, but I had never seen her or thought of her doing like action adventure star and she was good at it. So, yeah. Um, I, I did see the boogeyman. I didn't get to see the boogeyman. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I've heard it's pretty decent. Yeah. It's, it's a decent film. I would, I feel like there's parts of it that feel like it was stretched out to make it last the movie, like to like keep the movie going further. Um, that doesn't surprise me. The short story is seven to ten pages. It's not yeah. very long. Yeah, like, but um, with the stuff they did do, like the boogeyman itself, pretty freaking gnarly. Um, mm-hmm. There's definitely some points in the film where you're like watching dark corners, looking for like the glint of eyes or whatever. Uh, it's a. I like that. It's, it's a fun. It's a fun film. Like I strongly recommend. Like if you get a chance to watch it, I think the only real downside was it felt too long. Like they had to like, they they definitely added stuff, and you're just like, okay, I guess we're doing. Well, I this. heard what I heard was they used like the seven pages of the short story as a jump off point, and then created everything kind of after that. So I'm not yeah, surprised. Much. It, yeah. But yeah, I mean, when it comes out on on home, I'll see it because at this point, I'm not going to make it to the movie theater. I still want to see uh, Insidious Fear the Red Door. Oh, um, me too. I still want to see Oppenheimer. You get to um, do a double feature, Oppenheimer and Barbie? I'd see Barbie, but uh, the trailer for Oppenheimer played in the before Indiana Jones last night. And in that theater sound, it was it just blew me away. Like the sound design of some of the stuff they were doing. You could almost feel it in your chest. I was like, Oh my God, the sound. Was... And I don't pay too much attention to sound design normally, but I was like, Jesus Christ. We, we paid a little extra last night to see Indiana Jones because there was a service fee for the Dolby surround sound. Mm-hmm. And Holy shit, it was worth it. I bet. I've heard yeah. that Dolby Digital is good. It's really good. Like yeah. it made it made me feel like I was gonna suffer from the brown noise a couple times a couple times. <laughs> Just like, oh no, something's gonna cut loose. <laughs> oh no. Oh, Felt no. like you were at the the South Park World Worldwide Recorder concert. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think like have yeah, I mean watching been... you have you seen the first two episodes of Secret Invasion? Yes, I have. Um, you like it so far? I enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm still on the fence. Fa- everyone seems to be focusing on the wrong things because everyone's mm. mad at the AI uh, opening uh, yeah. that they're doing. And I'm like, I get it. But at the same time, the AI kind of fits with the theme. Uh, yeah. Um, everyone's also mad because they're basically because what they're what the series so far according to me from the sounds of it is they're building the super scrolls and everyone's they mad because they're rewriting because comic nerds are just getting mad because they're rewriting now to not include the fantastic four involvement in all this 
Yeah, but they haven't introduced the Fantastic Four yeah. yet, so suck my dick. Also, the yeah. story they're telling with the Skrulls has been different since they introduced the Skrulls and Captain Marvel. Yeah. Suck um, my dick. I yeah, like what but... they're doing with the Skrulls. I like, I said it about Captain Marvel. I like that they introduced the idea that the Skrulls are not an entire race of bad people. And I like that in this one, there are bad scrolls who are bad because they are mad that they have been fucked over because Nick Fury and Carol Danvers failed to fulfill their promise of finding the scrolls a new home. Yeah. And like, fuck it. Let's just live here. Fuck these people. Fuck yeah. the humans. We'll live here. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it was a little bit of a shocker, but also not that Maria Hill gets shot and killed. <laughs> oh, boy, did Colby Smulders seem like she was ready for that death scene to come. Yeah, she, that's what it really felt like. <laughs> she either didn't commit because she knew she was dying or didn't commit because she was like, please, God, let me die. Yeah. <laughs> she did not um, seem into it at all. Yeah. But like um, I like Amelia Clark's character. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, she's been really fun. I mean, the bad guy Gavitz or whatever his fucking uh, name is. Gravit. Gravit. Um, like kind of leading this like er, the scrawls and being very much like, no, we're gonna infiltrate everything and then we're gonna just mm -hmm. chase the humans off. And like, well, I like the Talo Talos Talos, however it's pronounced, Talos. Um, Talos, in, yeah. In this new episode, Talos is like, because uh, Nick Fury is like, oh yeah. When Nick Fury, by the way, Nick Fury, not I was not impressed with him in that scene. He was kind of a dick. Where because Talos, he's like, tell me something I don't know about the scrolls, and uh, Talos is like, there's a million of them, and he's like, tell me something else I don't know about where those million people are. And Talos is like, they're here. And then Nick is like, all one million surviving scrolls are here, and you didn't tell me. And Talos rightfully is like, you were on your fucking space station. You didn't come back. Like they had to go somewhere. And then Nick Fury is just like, I don't get the fuck off this train. <laughs> like, that, I think that's the point is because ever since he got blipped, they keep mentioning it. Where ever ever since he got snapped and brought back. He's changed, and yeah. like, and they're like, yeah, you, and even Maria was like, you haven't, like, you, like, you weren't even on Earth for a hot minute. You immediately got back from whatever, and immediately went to space. Like, mm -hmm. you went AWOL, and none yeah. of us knew what you were up to. And so I feel like we're gonna find out throughout. I uh, throughout this whole series, like, what I, I feel like we're coming to the end of Nick, like. Yeah, probably. I kind of got that sense from the trailers too, though, that like this might be his last go around as Nick yeah. Fury. And he's um, married to a Skrull, apparently. Yep. Yep. Who I uh, yeah. did not expect a scene where somebody did not expect an MCU scene, at least, uh, where a lady uh, visibly cut somebody else's finger off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And then injected him with some sort of chemical that would make his blood cook. Yeah. I was like, what the? Whoa. I mean, Gavitt's, uh, yeah, his whole, like, that whole, like, them trying to get that uh, scrawl back. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was actually kind of brutal for Marvel. 
yep. I, it, it was just like, shit, man. <laughs> but then um, it looks like they're putting some pretty interesting stuff into the Super Scroll because when Amelia Clark's character is looking, like, it looks like they got some of Groot. Looks like they've got some of a frost beast. Looks like they've got some of um, Corvus Glaive. It yeah, looks like they, they have I his arm, like, I think. Yeah, I was like, whoa, they got some stuff to put in this super scroll, man. Yeah, and I, I think that's why everyone's mad is because the super scroll is not going to be like the Fantastic Four oriented. They're just going mm-hmm. with, I'm sure, whatever for the fourth thing they're gonna grab it i can't they, i think they showed it i just can't remember yeah i only saw the three but like they were talking about the, like harvesting other things so i'm assuming maybe like yeah. there's probably like chitari or something else like mm. like something else ca- kicking around that they're trying to grab i like also explaining away the avengers by the way because yeah. they you know someone somewhere would have been like, how come they don't just call the Avengers? And Nick Fury makes it, or was it Nick Fury or Rhodey that was, it was Nick Fury, Fury, Rhodey, because Fury was like, no, like you want them to come and then have their their forms stolen by a scroll and suddenly you've got Avengers that are terrorists? Yeah. Like, so it's like that, okay, good, good. You took care of that problem. You explained away, you know. That whole scene with him and Rhodey, was really fun and like very interesting because uh, it's just another one like sort of similar to like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, just like two guys being like, we don't, people like us don't get power. Like, and mm. we have to hold on to that power for as long as possible. Like brother. And like, like some of the aspects of it, especially for the African-American culture is very interesting. And I'm glad they're kind of referencing it. Yeah. But I'm also partially thinking, and I think it. I think Rhodey's a scroll. Maybe. I I Maybe. don't know. I'm I'm like I'm like Rhodey's a scroll. Like real Rhodey is in like a is like being held captive somewhere, and that's and that's not him. Yeah, maybe. I think it also helps not having too many other Marvel characters in the series. Because then you're not devaluing the other Marvel films by having find out that somebody's been a scroll for a long time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, um, there's talk at work about uh, possibly Maria Hill was a, is a scroll, and then she's going to come back as some superhuman like down the line. I doubt it. I was like, I hope not. Maria, Kobe does not look like she's invested in anything else Marvel. (laughs) No, no. Um, Well, and also, as as I noted at the top of the episode, we both did. We we watched the entire new season of Human Resources. So fucking good. Oh, it was so funny, man. I tell you. Like, 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 just I... (laughs) more like maurice having the two-day burrito oh god i got the bubble guts i'm yeah. dying don't worry maurice i'm gonna put my bum on your tongue and we're gonna get that gas out of here. <laughs> oh he's gonna tell everyone about the threesome isn't he yep yep and we and we're gonna and we wanna fuck him again Yep. Yep. <laughs> like, 
the the whole con the whole concept of now like the the now that what's her name became like a hate worm like Kiki Palmer's like love but became a hate worm mm-hmm. uh, and I actually kind of like the uh, the whole everything kind of coming together with the same three people basically with yeah. like I I can't remember their fucking names but like the thought like the the love bug and the yep. that was with the girl that was having mom issues. Then it's yep. like it goes into the her father, like re trying to get back out there and date. Yep. Like fuck. Like there was some like for a show full of like sex and swearing and stuff. It has some amazing like real emotional <clears throat> moments. Well, especially the whole. Um, you're right. I can't remember the human character's name. That was with uh, Van the Logic Rock. Yeah. Was guest star Miley Cyrus. But the whole thing about blocking out the painful memory of not being there when her mother died. And like basically most of the story arc for three characters of the season revolving around ultimately processing grief. Uh, over the death of a loved one and feeling bad about it was really good. It was yeah. a really good storyline. Um, and it, it allowed you to bring in Keith from grief, the sweater. Um, and like, and then surrounding that whole thing with Connie and, Ma- and Maury's kid wanting to be a shame wizard. And then they have sex with the shame wizard and yeah. his gross little skeleton body <laughs> Maury being like I just Lionel Lyle I just want you to know uh the threesome happened and it was the best sex <laughs> I've ever had <laughs> and <Yeah>. then immediately <laughs> when Lyle isn't dead anymore he's like you were only supposed to know that if you died <laughs> <laughs> trying to strangle him <laughs> it's so funny Oh, oh the whole like when everyone gets the flu uh and uh, <laughs> with the other hormone mo- god what mona mona is like she needs to be locked away she's like they're like mona you're sick you gotta go home and she's like i won't make it home without inf-. she's like i'm a sex maniac i won't make it home without infecting at least 10 other people yeah <laughs> Oh my God. play and then they do the whole king uh queen's gambit bit with uh with uh guillermo uh, the the guillermo's character the spider the spider <laughs> yeah oh good oh yeah i love human resources and i love big mouth yeah good couple you, of shows yeah did you watch any of the black mirror episodes yet i have watched the first two i watched the one with uh alexis from schitt's creek and Selma Hayek, and I watched the one, um, uh, Locke Henry, the one with okay. the serial killers. So, so I haven't watched Locke watched. Henry yet. Okay. I watched, I watched Jonah's, uh, Jonah's awful. Jonah's awful. Yeah. yeah. And I watched the one with, uh, Aaron Paul. Oh, beyond the sea, beyond the sea. I watched those two. Um, Jonah's awful. I had this thought while I was watching it. I, Kinda can't believe Netflix actually put that on. I know it's kind of the it's very weird the, that they it, just went ahead with that. The entire plot of that film 
is vaguely one of the reasons that SAG voted to go on. They haven't started their strike yet. They're still kind of working on it. But like literally one of the things was something about how Netflix has something in their contract, not what happens to the Joan character, but what happens to Selma Hayek with the idea of we can use your image for whatever or your voice for whatever. Yeah. And SAG was like, no. And then there's this whole episode and I'm like, and it's not even hiding that it's Netflix. They call it Streamberry, but it's But Netflix. the same the dumb noise and the same layout. I was watching this going, I am impressed and shocked that I am watching this. Yes. <laughs> I, I love Annie Murphy so much. She's oh, yeah. She's so good. Uh, nope. Yeah, Selma Hayek was really good. But like, yeah, Michael Sarah showing up being like, yo, I'm Michael Sarah's face, but I'm not Michael Sarah. And like, that's Selma Hayek's face, but it's not like. <laughs> I thought Blanchett. Yeah, and Kate Blanchett. Oh, hell no. <laughs> no, but the scene of Alexa, of uh, Annie Murphy's character going into the church and just projectile shitting. Merry Christmas, gross. everybody. Samaic gets mad and goes to her lawyer and is like, My grandmother was going to be a nun. This is going to kill her. You're going to let Netflix kill my abuela? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, this is amazing. Or Streamberry, you know, Streamberry. Yeah. They call, yeah. But, so, oh, it was so good. Yeah, but then you saw the one after that. Yes, I did. It's it's good. Um, Not 100% what I would typically think of as a Netflix, uh, not an other... Uh, a black mirror episode it is sort of but it's not really based on it's it's more about uh the end is wicked dark by the way of this episode lock henry it's so fucking dark like i sat there after it was over and just went whoa um because it's essentially sort of about the predator, not essentially sort of, it is about the uh, predatory nature of true crime documentaries and how they can negatively affect the real life people involved. Okay. Just, the whole closing of it, I sat there just going, oh fuck this is all the darkest fucking shit it's so like just wait till you watch it it's i'm probably gonna watch a little later today i it's like today's my last day off for a little bit and i yeah, don't I'm feel like going gonna, anywhere when we're done recording i'm gonna go upstairs and watch more of it i'm gonna yeah i think beyond the sea is the next one beyond sea is number three yeah which so i i i beyond the sea is a fine episode Mm -hmm. um it's a little dark the basic premise is josh harnett and aaron paul mm -hmm. uh are in space but they have the technology where they have like a body double robot on earth that mm -hmm. they go into a sleep chamber and they will take their consciousness takes over this robot body so they can like be with their families and stuff yeah. 
but it's weird with the technology because it seems like it's taking place in the 60s hmm. um which i don't know if that's just a black mirror thing like like Probably, maybe they've yeah. been dead the whole time and that's just like their consciousness or something i don't know but it's it's a i don't want to give too much away but it gets dark like mm-hmm. with some good <laughs> excuse me good gracious both of us in one episode (laughs) yeah um i I liked it although i will say the ending of it left something to be desired Hmm. okay in my opinion you're just like oh shit (laughs) but but like aaron paul pulls out a performance in this fucking thing that doesn't surprise me he's he's good yeah um uh well, um, the other thing I've been watching, there's another piece of news I want to talk about real quick, but then, uh, but the other thing I've been watching, uh, Star Trek Discovery started its new season. I watched the first three episodes of that. Your dad texted me a couple days ago to make sure I was watching because he's been <laughs> watching too. And he, he was like, it's really good. I'm like, yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> episode three, which was, uh, today's episode. No, it's Friday. So yesterday's episode, um, was called tomorrow tomorrow and tomorrow um it was pretty good but episode two uh was titled ad ad astra paraspera (laughs) i'm not good at latin ad astra paraspera um which uh translates uh to the stars from hard work and it is uh star trek kind of has this tradition of doing uh kind of courtroom drama episodes that uh, ultimately end up being about things like human rights and everything like that. There's a very famous uh, Star Trek The Next Generation one called Measure of a Man, where they determine uh, Data, the android's personhood. It's kind of about him fighting over the, you know, yeah. trying to declare him a person, not just property. Uh, there's a very similar but just as good episode in Voyager uh where they fight for the doctor's personhood uh the doctor is a hologram and he writes a book and they it gets stolen from him by a publisher and they don't want to give him any rights over his own creative work because he's not a person he's a hologram and they fight over the fact that he's a person and ad astra paraspera is about um there's a character named Una and Una is of a race called Ilarian and Ilarians genetically modify themselves. They're genetically modified beings and Starfleet does not allow genetically modified beings to join Starfleet uh, because of the um, eugenics wars. Uh, Star Trek fans will know the eugenics wars because that's, uh, involved the character Khan, very famous because of the Star Trek, the original series episode Space Seed, and then, of course, Star Trek II, the Wrath of Khan. Anyway, um, Una basically joined Starfleet illegally. She lied about being Ilarian and then is arrested and is going to be sent to a penal colony for, and essentially the whole thing revolves around, like, Starfleet, you claim to be this, like, bastion this utopia of acceptance and allowance and yet you don't even allow in an entire race of people because their culture 
says it's okay to genetically modify people and you say it's not okay. So you're discriminating against her because of her race. And like, uh, ultimately they decide that she can stay because she requested asylum from Starfleet uh, because she was fleeing persecution and violence. And I, it was like, I was like, God, fuck, this is good. Like, this is why I like Star Trek. Like this is yeah. like, even, you know, Star Trek, Star Trek fans complain sometimes about new, they call it new Trek. Sometimes. But, <laughs> uh, not all Star Trek, Star, you know, but a lot of Star Trek fans complain. They're not about as bad new- as Star Wars fans. <laughs> no, but they're pretty bad a lot of the time. And then I'm like, what do you? This is Star Trek. Like, there's they're saying like, yes, the idea of Starfleet is that they're utopian and yada yada yada. But like, over the entire course of Star Trek, they've showed Star Trek. They've showed that Starfleet isn't perfect. They didn't. They they wanted to declare data property. They wanted to declare the Doctor not a person. And now you're mad at New Star Trek. And here they are, like talking about how Star Starfleet has been racist against somebody that wants to seek asylum. That's Star Trek, and it's yeah. great because it's also about you know the United States in the year 2023 and not, you know, granting, you know, basic human decency to certain people trying it's I'm like, God damn it. I love this show. Star Trek, strange new worlds, everybody watch it. It's good. <laughs> yeah. Most of the other stuff I've been watching is mainly just rewatching a lot of South park, a lot yeah. of South park. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there's any other new shows I've... Oh, there, no, not really. there's no new shows, but there's news I want to talk because they yes. did cast uh, Superman and Lois Lane. I don't know the girl that's playing Lois Lane. Oh, buddy. All right. I may know, but He's I don't. She's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Rachel Brosnahan, star of Amazon Prime's The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, that's um, her. Okay. Which you've got to watch. It's so yeah. goddamn good. Um, it's she's amazing in that show. She will be a great Lois Lane. Um, David Cornsweat. I initially was like, wait a minute, who is this guy? And then someone was like, he was that guy from Pearl. Yeah, and he's I the projectionist. Like, oh, yeah. Um, Look, I like that movie. I like Pearl. I didn't necessarily see anything in Pearl that made me think he'd be good as Superman. Yeah. I didn't see his audition. So I yeah. don't know, you know, like, and James Gunn, man knows how to cast. <laughs> like, I haven't seen a bad casting choice from him yet. So... Probably David Cornsweat's going to be really good. I I think so too. It's just yeah. I, the only thing I've seen him in is is Pearl. So I'm just like I got nothing to go off of this guy. <laughs> I mean, here's all I can say about uh, David Cornsweat and his casting is like I also never would have cast Dave Batista to play a hilarious role. And yeah. guess what? He's fucking awesome <laughs> as Drax the Destroyer. 
So that's the only thing that makes me think David Cornsweet will probably be pretty damn good as Superman. <laughs> Can we change that last name though? <laughs> it does sound weird, right? Cornsweet. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I mean, Superman, all American corn fed boy. So True. he probably I also mean, sweats corn. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like that's the only thing I could think of, like looking at him from Pearl and looking at this and being like, well, okay, I could see him as a, I could see him as like, uh as clark like little country boy clark i could see that but it really is just going to come down to like how they run the whole superman story can we please for the love of god get all the nerds that complain about people looking skinny and bring them to a gym because already everyone's been like, that guy, he's not muscly enough to play Superman. It's like, motherfucker, weightlifting exists. <laughs> yeah. They said the same thing about Gal Gadot when she was cast as Wonder Woman. They say that about every everybody that is cast as a superhero. They're like, they're not muscly enough. And it's like, what is the matter with you? You idiot. <laughs> oh. It reminds me. The Craven the Hunter trailer, dude. I didn't even watch it. Like that I was is such I, bullshit. The idea of a Craven the Hunter movie, it, Sony. Uh, I get that they want their own properties, and I get that the only superhero they have is Spider Man. But like, goddamn, don't. Make a movie about a guy who's never been a good guy and right. change his whole backstory. So now, apparently, according to the trailer, Craven gets his powers by a lion bleeding into one of his open wounds by being attacked by a lion. Uh... Not like a genetically altered thing. And Craven's real backstory is he's just a dude who eats mystical herbs to give the grant him all these, the grant him like super strength and agility. And that's about it. I'm uh, see. There's a reason I didn't watch this trailer. It's, it's such bullshit. Cause his dad is played by, and his dad is being played by Russell Crowe. Who's putting more of an effort into a Russian accent than Aaron is. Aaron's not even trying to do, and this is the second attempt of him doing something with a Russian accent. And sucks yep. at it. Yeah. Um, He's... And, and I also I... really hate that the uh, the teaser at the end is Rhino. Where Rhino is... I think in the Ultimate Universe, Rhino is like a genetically altered dude. And that's what this no, is. No, in the Ultimate Universe... Oh, he's a robot. The Rhino is a guy... robot. It's yeah. more like an amazing Spider-Man. No. Yeah, it, it's a... The ultimate universe is a little dude in a huge robot rhino okay. suit. Kind so of more like version, uh kind of more like Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. So this version of Rhino is I guess he's part Rhino. Just a dude that turns into Rhino. Nobody can see me. I just put my face in my hands. Yeah. I'm it, so Did you see the still... meme though going around of like uh Peter Parker gets bit by a spider, turns into Spider-Man, Morbius, bat, turns into a vampire, uh Craven the Hunter, um bit by a lion, turns into like a lion dude, and then the final picture 
is uh, from Ace Ventura: Pet Detective with Jim Oh, and he's coming out of the rhino, the ass of the rhino, yes. and then, then turns into the rhino. <laughs> and Sony is still on the fence of making this uh, El Muerto movie with Bad Bunny. No, like, that got canceled. It got canceled. Thank yeah. goodness. Yeah, that's done. I saw that article the other day that that's done. They still have that Madam Web movie coming out, which like which makes no sense. <sighs> I don't know, but yeah, so much, so much. Uh, but yeah, next month because I thought it was earlier this month, but I guess next month is what we do in the shadows. Yeah, the third. Well, a couple weeks at this point, it's uh, yeah. the thirteenth, and then. End of next month is Futurama. Yep. I like that trailer. Yeah, it's so much fun. But I mean, it's I mean, it's a trailer that is pretty much what I expected because it just looks like more Futurama, which is what I want. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited. It looks about like they're making it looks like they're mocking the fact they've been canceled again. Yep. Of yeah. course. Um yeah, no, I uh, I think that's about all I've got for this time around. Yeah, uh, everything. Else, I'm trying to think of anything else off the top of my head. And most of the stuff, like I've been kind of just trying to lay low and not do too much due to I need more money and more I means to make money. <laughs> I'm pretty broke too. I'm not doing much right now, honestly. Oh, so. just like our namesake. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's see. What does the next few weeks bring in here for us? Let's see. Like I said, Insidious, The Red Door, Oppenheimer. Uh, we've got, like you said, uh, What We Do in the Shadows is coming up. Uh, Barbie is coming up, if any of us are going to see that. Oh, so... I'm probably going to see Barbie. Yeah. I don't know why, but every time I see that trailer, it's just really funny. I do just love the part in that one trailer where they're all dancing and Barbie is just like, you guys ever think about dying? <laughs> oh, Between, I just like the part where it's just all the Kens threatening to beat each other up, uh, beat each other off. But they're like, I'll beat you off. Oh, if I beat you off first, no one's going to beat anyone off unless I beat them first. <laughs> so good. Might yeah. Be a good movie, man. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Cool. I've been I've been trying to do a thing lately where I try to go to uh, Terror Tuesdays at the Alamo. Oh, cool! Um, been a couple times. And it's a it's been a lot of fun. Um, yep. Mostly just like the last one I went to was uh, fr- a couple weeks ago was Friday the Thirteenth. Jason goes to hell. Ugh. Bad choice. So much fun. That's the point of Terror Tuesdays is they pick a lot of these like oddball movies that you probably would never like watch again and just go with a group of people and have fun. It would, boy, it would take a lot to get me to watch Jason goes to hell again. Which one, that one or that one, or like Jason takes Manhattan. Oh, they're really close, but I would probably no, there's no probably about it. I would still watch Jason Takes Manhattan before Jason Goes to Hell. <laughs> That's how bad Jason Goes to Hell is. And Jason, <laughs> make no mistake, like, if, like, 
if Jason goes to hell is a zero, Jason takes Manhattan is a one half. Like <laughs> they're not good. Neither one of them. But uh, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to do. A, we're going to see a Hellraiser three. That one's not awful. It's, it's the that's last one of those good one. It, well, good is debatable. That is yeah. a that, that's a good bad movie. Like yeah, so like Terror Tuesdays is a lot of just weird films. Like we also did um a couple weeks ago, we saw a movie called Creepers, which the uh, hmm. its actual name is Phenomena. It has like a oh god, what's her name? I have to look her up. Uh, from Labyrinth. Uh, Jennifer Conley. Yeah, Jennifer Conley's in it. Like super, and the movie's bonkers. Like the Italian version apparently is a lot longer and makes hmm. way more sense. This version is just like, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> like, she controls mm. bugs, but gets picked on for liking bugs. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and the only other thing I did in Austin so far is I went to, oh, yeah, you'll get, like, what went to, like, my first Austin concert. Oh, uh, I saw you went to, I saw you went to some kind of concert. Meryl and the Sons of Disaster. Uh hmm. Cool which name. was really good. Like never heard of them before this point, like Southern metal. Um, lot of fun. Nice, nice little venue. Uh, cool. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Nice. And I'm like, and they just announced, I guess power man 5,000 is going to be there. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> nice. Go see, go rage it up there at some point. Why not? Yeah. Every, they were good on much, that Freaks as, on Parade tour. Yeah. Uh, and as, as much as we give flack for Texas and stuff, there's just so much more to do down here in a short distance. I don't have to drive like hours to. I believe it. I've heard a lot of good things. As much as I pick on it, I've, I do. I have heard a lot of good stuff about Austin as a city. Austin's so. fun. Like, yeah. I kind of want to go. Like, I know Alice Cooper and Rob Zombie are coming around, and I might try and do that because I wish still I could have afford to go Cooper. to that. I'd love to go to that show. I can't afford it. Yeah. You should come down here. We'll go. <laughs> I can't afford to go there. <laughs> come on. Uh, we only live. The- America's crumbling around us. Have fun. Yeah, I know. Let's see. Welcome to capitalism. Hooray. Hooray. <laughs> That's my that's my note to end this on is that that wonderful. Oh, no, I'll end this on a good note. There's going to be an entire Godzilla channel on Pluto TV. I already downloaded it, even though I own all the films. I can't wait. Well, they're going to have exclusive movies. They're making movies just for this Godzilla channel. Yeah, and I'm curious what movies they are. <laughs> I don't know, but they're going to make them. Yeah, because they announced that too hard to find on the two like Godzilla versus Biollante and Godzilla versus King Ghidorah from the later series is going to be Godzilla on versus Biollante. Yeah, but apparently you and I are very lucky to have those cuz they that went out of print and you can't yeah, find is. those anywhere. You know the one that's really hard to find that I don't own is uh I, well it's 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 got more than one title. I mostly call it Godzilla 1984. Yeah, I have I have that. That one is fucking hard to get. It's expensive. They they don't make it anymore, or they did make it again, but didn't print very many of them, or something like I, that. I think or, I have Godzilla nineteen eighty four. If not, then 
I have a glaring hole in my whole collection, but I'm pretty sure I do. Yeah. Anyway, the idea of a Godzilla channel is fun. Yeah, um, especially if they if they somehow resurrect that Godzilla versus Wolfman movie that it was supposed to be a thing. Oh man, that'd be fun. There's footage of it. Like it's out there. Hmm. Um, it was like a fan-made Godzilla film. I think it was fully done, but then Toho was like, no, like we don't or no or Warner Bros. something about it, like they couldn't use it. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. All right. Well, then that's it for this week. Woo! Bye. Later. The Two Broke Geeks podcast is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment and is part of the Atomic Geekdom Network. If you have not already subscribed wherever you get your podcasts, please do so. It really helps us out. Also, what really helps us out is if you could leave us a review. We really do appreciate it. Find us online on Facebook. Just look for Two Broke Geeks. Find us on Instagram, 2BGPod, and on Twitter, at 2BGPod. Find Atomic Geekdom online at AtomicGeekdom.com or on Twitter, at Atomic Geekdom. Thanks. Oh, it's over. It's over.